0: All right, everybody ready? Yeah, let's hit it. All right, let's rock and roll. Synchronicity. All right, let's get some synchronicity with this. Let's get some clap. I'm going to clap like this. And how are you that. going to clap, Aaron, to do some synchronicity?
1: All right, good. All right. We, we made it. We <laughs> nailed it. All right, <laughs> here all we go. Right. Do you prefer my spotlight on oh, or off? On, oh, wow, or
2: off. Ooh, ooh. Oh,
0: off. I'll tell you, that's going to be the second spotlight that wins some Academy Awards, Russell. If you turn that on, because I love the look <laughs> First one, of course,
2: is about the Catholic Church. God, there's so much khaki. All oh, right, here this we go. full of khaki. Like, why you you, you can't reach my Academy in the movie? You just put her in khaki all the time, the whole time. You, that, wait, that's your thing? Is that the movie
0: is full of khaki? That's what you learned about the movie spotlight?
2: Yeah, what's it about? I don't remember. Oh, I'm God. joking. Don't do it. I oh, get it. I get it. <laughs> Aaron, you Just got me good that. Couldn't get past the that.
3: cat. Just couldn't get past.
0: Aaron, you tricked me, and I'm fucking furious. Don't ever do that shit to me again. Okay, I trust you. All right, here we go. In 2020, four friends decide to listen to everyone. Aaron coming in hot, by the way, with a spotlight joke right off the bat. To start, it's like, well, I wonder what kind of episode this is going to be. Just to get a text to the back line saying, please, more spotlight
1: jokes. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> we'll do it. Your sense of humor is spot on. You, you keep going with it. I appreciate it. Thank so you, good. Russell. I appreciate you. Now I need to put a leash on the dog because neither one of my kids wants to take him. Give me one second.
2: Rob, have you ever been naked in front of your dog?
1: <laughs> I think the question is, has Rob ever had a day where he wasn't naked in front of that dog?
0: <laughs> the, the real question is, well, I had to when the dog was giving me lessons at one time because... He was showing
1: me something. I don't want to tell you guys what it was, but it was a special. Anyway. Do you think dogs, do you, do you think dogs could tell when like humans have like gone to shit? Like you gain, you know, let's say 15, 20 pounds. Does the dog recognize it or not? Is it like, no, God dude. dang, could that guy just go out for a, take me out for a walk occasionally or what? I,
0: you think the dog is Like the dog is acutely aware of you going through a depressive episode. Like, oh, maybe I don't know. This is this is rough. It's rough, literally and figuratively. In 2020, four friends decided to listen to every one of the greatest 500 albums as decided by Rolling Stone magazine. This resulted in a text chain that celebrated the music, excoriated the order, and led us to making this podcast. We are far from experts. We promise to do almost no research. All opinions are our own unless you disagree. Please sit back and enjoy. Back did it better not a best of this time we're doing a real one here folks we are all the way up to album 159 and from 1983 it's the police's final album synchronicity you know guys i heard sting was born out of wedlock so i guess a cab all right so that there's a, a strike you got to do huh? some, you got to <laughs> connect with that a little bit there.
2: That's, uh, that's, that's impressive. I, that's actually I don't have.
0: I don't have time for this. And I'm actually proud of the intro song. So
1: let's get right to it. Let's just turn on. How often do you guys have moments where you like, people make jokes and you're just like, I'm not smart enough to understand Never. like all their worldly knowledge.
2: It is a good night for Rob's blue line flag that he's always got flying behind him. So tonight's, tonight's <laughs> the night. He well, finally
3: nailed it. Oh, that's a good joke. <laughs> that's a good joke.
2: Rob's not happy with me. <laughs> Turnabout is fair play. All's fair in tantric love and war.
0: I told All you right. guys that is a specific big boss, big boss man play. <laughs> okay. That's why his picture is on there. I have to explain to everybody that passes by. It's really, it causes problems. There's nothing wrong with Cobb County, Georgia, is there? Uh, let's get, let's turn on the radio. Okay. Here we
1: previously oh, on Beck did oh, it better. Oh, we're back intermission, there were two ladies sitting a few seats down oh, that no. moved over a no. seat. Can so one is. of them was now sitting in front of my musical theater fan that I'm with. And my musical mm. theater fan all of a sudden was not happy about it. Tough look, shaking Having her long. fist, angry that oh. people were sitting in front of her. Oh. Even though like they weren't our seats, anyone could have been sitting there beforehand, right? Yeah. But she was not happy. Should I have offered to switch seats with her, or just kept by by aisle seat? You need to uh, offer. That's not even a question. Yeah. You need to <laughs> offer to switch seats, Russell. Yeah. Well,
4: let's let's <laughs> leave the next topic, Russell. Tommy, you offered to switch
1: seats. <laughs>
4: if you're Russell's date. Oh. And you're at a play well you better pray no one's in your way Russ won't switch with you oh. <laughs> you can turn his way you can't even say I think we should go my seat behind my new pole he won't switch with you. <laughs> Can't you see Yes The soliloquy yes. You're in rage no. Cause you can't see the stage Yes If your Russell's date At home you should have stayed He's got an aisle seat Well you're close to the party But he God. won't switch with you <clears throat> Oh, when you want to hear about the greatest Uh albums of all time time.
1: I do have to ask, I heard an adult call the bathroom the potty a while no. back and I, I was like in shock it wasn't to, to a kid chatting, it was just like to other adults like i've got to run to the potty like well, how do you guys do with that do they have a kid do they have a kid I where they're know. saying it like 98 percent of the
3: better. time they have to say it to a kid like do you need to go potty uh, that's got, about you about the only way that's you've,
1: acceptable you've got to be able to transfer your head back to where you're at it's it, it's ah. not okay russell was this in the context of like
0: i just moved in with i just moved in with you why is there a camera on the potty <laughs> stuff like that you know <laughs>
1: Well, maybe we need to revisit the conversation. Then I guess. Hey, I heard
0: you can't get pregnant in this outdoor potty, stuff like that. I gotta say, guys, I listened back. I did. I really did listen back to some episodes, uh, just like I was watching film, and I was thinking about jokes that I should have made. And I realized I'm not stepping in enough. So you're gonna hear me stepping in more this episode to have some of those great jokes, like I just said.
1: Some more uncomfortable insertions, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Don't worry. There's
0: gonna. There's. I got two guarantees. Moore and Rob, okay? i <laughs> an answer coming at you right now. So please don't interrupt me or you will go to the Hague. Oh, all right. Welcome to those? Back to It Better. We've got four guys here who are definitely not off the rails. Uh, and we are talking about Sting and the police. And we're all wearing our Sting sweaters, our blue and yellow sweaters, except for Aaron, who has a green and red sweater uh, and a, uh, a glove with knives on it. He's got the Freddy Krueger. He got a little mixed up on it.
2: I've got the Sting mask and underneath is another Sting mask. Oh no! But I haven't wrestled for years. What's up with that? I guy? can't believe we got into Sting that early. <laughs> what else were you we we talking talk the about? The figure poke of Doom. <laughs> Listen, all
0: I know, okay, is thank God for the police because when RoboCop. Was in wait, was he in the cage? Robocop wasn't in the cage, right? Robocop freed Sting from the cage. Is that what he did? This is
1: this is this is WCW pre NWO. If you know this, you've got fucking problems. Even I don't know this.
0: Look up, look up the scene. Do you guys have you guys ever seen that? You've got
1: to be from Cobb County, Georgia, to have been watching WCW back in in like the mid 90s. Wrestling, (laughs) I'm just going to type in Robocop Wrestling. Okay. No, yeah. link, the link is
0: purple. So here is Sting, okay? So who we just heard, <laughs> okay? And watch what they thought was real wrestling back then. Um, but you can see now, this is RoboCop 2, and I know what you're thinking, why don't they pass out samples of Nuke? Okay, the drug that was in RoboCop 2 that everybody remembers, and not just me. But instead, they put Sting in a cage. But luckily, who comes down to rescue Sting? RoboCop. RoboCop? RoboCop
1: they all attacked him. He's slow as shit. He doesn't shit. move very I, I fast. Can beat does that it? Guy up. Look how slow he is. But look at Robocop now as he's approaching. He hey and that Rob just clarified that there was the big Sid Vicious, not little Sid
4: Vicious.
0: Guys, you've gotta watch this clip of Robocop. Oh, God. Sting, Sting. Dead or alive. You'll sing for the police.
1: Is this and what we're doing them? instead
0: of the voicemail because we don't have any this week? Or not? No, no, no. We got lots of voicemails, okay. but this is RoboCop rescuing Sting, guys. This applies to the police is, in so many this ways. This
2: is 1990, so we were nine or ten years. We were ten or nine years old, and so this explains a lot about how we ended up.
0: The thing is, too, is that when Sting was leaving, the thing goes. He goes, you know, RoboCop. I'm starting a new band. What should I call it? Okay. And he looked at Robocop's car and he was like, I've got an idea. All right. Uh, (laughs) Hey, you guys down with OCP? That's a RoboCop joke. All right, let's uh, get into the voice. This is
1: why we don't do multiple weeks in between recordings. Look at how much work Rob put into the pre pre
2: jokes. Who's on this podcast, though? Are we going to introduce anybody or no? Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. Russ got me
0: distracted by saying pre jokes, and I've got a couple good jokes about pre
2: jokes. You can still get like you can still laugh from a pre joke. A pre joke can still make you laugh.
0: You gotta be careful of pre-joke. It's actually sometimes funnier than the regular Hey, okay, guys.
1: Pre-pre-jokes are not funny.
0: I'm just gonna say we need to oh. move on now. Hey, did you guys ever see that movie where pre-jokes ran around
2: and they got in a car crash?
0: All right.
2: Is that the one with Tom Cruise where they they caught the people with the pre jokes before they told. When them I'm jokes. at a hotel
0: and I rent a movie called Pre, and it's about a runner, you, I cannot
1: tell you how disappointed I am. <laughs> hey Matt, we're going to talk about Pearl Jam in like six hours if you want to hold on. Right.
0: It took me 45 minutes to jack off to that thing. All right, oh I've got three guys here who want to talk about the police and Sting, dead or alive. You're talking about it with me. I've got Matt in Minneapolis, who looks very
3: happy. Matt, how are you doing tonight? Uh, good, Rob. You know, this podcast, I guess someday we'll see it come to its fruition. So, Ooh. you know, we're we'll just patiently waiting for it. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> patiently waiting. Patiently waiting. I've got Russell in Minneapolis. Russell, how are you doing tonight?
1: Rob, every drag of pot you take, every corny joke you make, every weightlifting record you break, every minute of Matt's life you waste, I'll be watching you. Yes. I want to... I want to point out that the
0: past tense of speak is spake. So you could use that as well. Okay, <laughs> Something to think about. Something I've learned in my parody song days. And I've got Aaron out in California. And Aaron, we were talking before the show about just, you know, technology and, and stuff. And Aaron said that he thinks of all the inventions that we've seen in our lifetime. Okay. From Robocop to Sting and the police. He thinks that the, the whiteboard is the most remarkable. Whiteboard, huh? It's the most remarkable. It's re-markable. You can remark mark oh, on it. Yeah. Rob, that joke well, was so good. I, and, 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 and embarrassingly, one day at school it was pre-markable. So
2: <laughs> the pre-marking can also be as potent as, post- you, as the regular mark. You could okay? read just as well from a pre-marker. <laughs> <laughs> Rob, these jokes are so good that I'll be wrapped around your finger for the rest of this episode. Oh, Let's talk about nice. the police.
0: I was, I I had almost a whole song written about toilet cams, and I'll be watching you. It's but there were too many sound effects, you could barely hear the music. So, <laughs> all right, let's get into the voicemail for the second time. These guys don't want to hear the voicemail. They want me to talk about stuff. Here we go. <laughs>
1: nice.
0: Ooh. On the back line. Yeah. 277, <laughs> back. That's 802 277 2325. I thought for sure I'd get Aaron with that one.
2: All right, nope, no, no way. I've learned. i learned my lesson.
0: Part two of our trilogy. Oh, my God. I'm at a baseball game with Russell. Oh. <laughs> he's such a freak. He's just whining for minutes on
1: end about how dirt isn't manicured to his liking. What? Can you believe that? What a freak. So, he didn't know anything about sports.
2: He's a Can dirt freak. a music podcast.
0: Russell, this is kind of the Empire Strikes Back where it ends with Han Solo frozen in the carbonite. Okay? We get kind of a nasty taste in our mouth. Maybe next episode that's going to change a little Let's bit. Turn but, around. Russell, when you were at this baseball game, were you complaining about how the dirt was manicured? Do you have a problem oh, with that? Oh, I
1: do have a problem with this. I've actually Here brought this up to a a uh, a state champion high school baseball coach that we know from the area. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. I don't like going to a baseball game and seeing how Could they watered down the whole infield. The infield doesn't even look like dirt. It looks like mud. Like, if you're if you're a pro baseball player, you can handle a speckle of dirt that might cause an, an a hop that's going to hit you in the face. Like, that's this why they give, give you the fucking call, club. Sure. You don't need to have the whole dirt watered down. And like when you watch other games on TV, it's not like every stadium is watered down. I'm not a fan of the watered down infield. Matt, you're you're a former baseball player and coach. What do you think? I think you're nuts. Because <laughs> oh as soon as the,
3: the one second, the one play, the one time that that you know just a divot in the in the infield or something like that causes a ball to go by and they lose a game in the playoffs or something like that. You know why this happens because that has happened. There's been a bad bounce. What is the guy, uh, Bucky Dent or who's the, who's the guy from the Bill Buckner, right? Yeah. You know, how do you, do you think that they manicured back in 1986? Probably not, but now they do every single time and they're not doing anything between the innings. Anyways, you have 18 people go out there, rake the thing up, put a little water down just to, just to mat it down just a little yeah. bit. So it's not getting any dust in your eye now, and call it a day.
0: Now, Russell, are you sure? I got, I got two jokes here, so don't cut me off. after my first one. Are you sure that you weren't actually reading a book about rabbits? Okay. And instead of the dirt being watered down, it was water shipped downs. Okay. On the to joke too. Are you sure, Russell, that you were there? Were there a bunch of monster trucks driving around in the infield? Because if that was, that was not a baseball game, okay? You were at a monster truck rally, okay? And you may have paid 20 bucks. And Matt, how many trucks would you have seen for that?
2: Did you do the first joke yet?
1: Oh, my God. So shots rude. fired. My guess
3: for 20 bucks, my guess is you got to see just about 20 trucks. <laughs> and that would be true. Okay. You can buy your whole seat, but Russell will not sit there because he's got the bar.
1: <laughs> I, I have to fire back, though, Matt. If I watch a game on TV, oh I'm trying it's to move not they're like all every stadium has. Yeah, they are. They're not all watered down. No.
3: Yeah, they are. They use different dirts. You might not be able to tell oh. each, Each. you know, there's different dirt. Every single Major League Baseball field has a hose, and they water down before the game. Yep. Every single one. You okay. just don't watch it. And before you don't see it before the first I'm, good. Inning.
1: I'm good with it being watered down. They got to change the color of the dirt so it looks like a baseball diamond. If it looks like it's mud, that's not what I paid for. But if you look
3: at it, and it's not, but it's not mud. It's just the dirt that I, they're using. I, so your perception of it being mud is just wrong. So then, heated. yeah, I mean. Can we get any more picky about like the dumbest shit in the world? Like that's <laughs> the mean, only
1: reason our podcast exists. Yeah. yeah. Wait a minute. now.
0: I uh, I would say this is wonderful. That this is probably what's going to break up the podcast is our thoughts on infield dirt. Let's get into every. I was hoping to go out with a joke, but instead I'm just going to relish and the, the revel in the thought of you guys fighting about the dirt in the infield. Guys, call in. Let us know what is your favorite kind of dirt in the infield.
3: What everybody's up to.
2: It's
1: time for... At the Lord end of the pod, I'll show you two Lord. pictures. We'll see what you guys prefer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. A visual joke. There's
0: one where it's next to a shampoo bottle and one where it's next to a travel-size shampoo bottle. Hmm, this is so strange. <laughs> oh.
2: uh, Aaron, rolling going, how's it going with you? Uh, it's going great tonight. I've got some vermouth in my glass, and I've uh, I've really taken okay.
1: the just vermouth? (laughs) No. Uh, We're going to stop right here.
0: Aaron, are you drinking just vermouth? I am, yes. Aaron? Aaron? We're actually going to have to have an intervention right now, okay? that is, It says it right on the bottle of vermouth. If you drink this straight, you must have an intervention. Aaron, why the fuck are you drinking vermouth? What is going on? Are you okay? Uh, Do you need money? I'll Venmo you.
2: I think this this was like $33 for the liter. Uh, this is a Spanish oh. vermouth called, uh, I think it's called Casa Mario. I got to check again. I read a great article in The New Yorker. It's by- a bee. By author Helen Rosner, who I whose work I really enjoy, talking about Spanish Vermouth and how delicious it is. So I brought, I've been bringing it back for the summer, and I'm really enjoying it. And I finally got some good ice trays. Man, I got I don't know if you can see this nice. right here. I got a spherical ice cube right now, and then I also have some. Trays to make big square ice cubes, and it's, so, it's really changed the whole game. So
0: you took that conversation we had because I did. I am. I did listen to film. I did listen to some film getting prepared, yeah. and I had to listen to that ice cube conversation where Aaron interrupted a great story I was telling. Okay, <laughs> and he said, "I want to start making my own ice." So you actually went out and you are now making your own big ice cubes, and you're you're loving it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I bought some molds though. I didn't go full on and like make a giant yeah. chunk and then cut pieces. I bought like I bought some molds. They're like these are not you know. I'm not not doing a professional style here. Aaron, I
0: did notice that ice isn't totally clear, okay? So I'm just going to tell you right now, I'm going to be the first to tell you, you got shitty ice and you need to work on that, Ah. okay? Hey, it doesn't bother me. Maybe it bothers you. I'm not sure if that's going to be something you're obsessed with over the next week, uh, but your ice is no good.
1: Aaron, are those uh, rubber or uh, plastic molds biodegradable at all or not?
2: I don't know, Russell. I did agonize about it. I wasn't sure if this was really okay to buy or not. And I bought them from Amazon which I didn't feel good about, but that's the only place I could find it. So now you really you're cutting right to the heart on this Russell.
1: You know, I was thinking about this earlier today at at this new place I'm living, the ice maker. It's not an ice maker where you put your cup in and it puts out ice, but it just drops Mm -hmm. ice like into the bucket in the freezer, if you will. Right. Okay. This is one of the best damn ice makers I've ever seen. It's constantly putting ice in. It's constantly full. Like you open that thing up. There's never a lack of ice. I'm like, how can this ice maker be so perfect but like Xfinity can't figure out cable if you're on the phone oh. for for oh. like eight hours, right? <laughs> I'm still
2: trying not to make a puts out joke after what Russell just said. So I'm not really sure how to continue I'm, after a puts I'm out. I'm
0: telling you guys, <laughs> yeah. if I went to a bigger, if I lived in a bigger house, the first thing I would do is do what my sister did and buy a separate ice maker that is making the sonic ice. It's making the small Metrodome style ice cubes. Pellet oh, ice.
2: Makes everything Rob. so great. I love it. You put some about and do in there, you're in heaven. Listen, Helen Rosner has written an entire article on pellet ice, Rob. You could find her. She lives in New York somewhere. You should find her. You guys would really get along. Rob's right. Yes, I bet. You know same, what? I bet. Same one. Oh, that's not the one I meant to play. Yeah.
0: You can find yeah, it. that's why I'm thinking about pellet ice. I love pellet ice. Anytime yeah. I get a drink and there's pellet ice in there, I know I'm gonna have a good day.
2: The other fine living thing I've done, it's been a couple of weeks now, but it's been a while since we talked. I got my first manicure on my anniversary. And wow. I know Rob's got wow. I know Rob yeah. has had a manicure. How about Russell and Matt? Have you done the manicure thing? Never have. Never have. It's I, nice. I have never
1: done it. I've got this weird thing about strangers touching me it's it's like I don't know how to explain it but like the idea of like like a massage for me I could see how it would be so relaxing it's just not what I'm comfortable with like Matt I don't know about you like manicures pedicures massages it's just not my thing Aaron did you get your fingers
0: did you get your manicure because you hurt yourself masturbating no (laughs) what because my butthole is so torn up I'm thinking about doing it
1: oh no (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's one of my stand-up jokes I've written oh.
4: down. I think it's a good one.
2: <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's just play the outro. That's it. We
3: can just... I mean, that's <laughs> It's <Pearl G>. time <gasps> to say... Wow. No, I. you know, I, I've never... Th- I've, I've thought about... I've never gotten a massage either in my life. Oh, and, and I'm is, not opposed to it. Oh, my God. It's just... I don't know... I, I don't know. And then to Russell's point, like, yeah, it probably is great. and it probably would be great and all that stuff. I just never done it. So I've never felt like I need, I, I don't know how to explain it. So there's all these self care things, right? Everybody should be doing and uh, you know, mm-hmm. skincare and all that stuff. And I it just, yeah. it's never, I don't know if it's a upper Midwest thing or mm-hmm. uh, age thing or what it is, but you know, there's, there's a couple of professions that need to have manicures. Right. So I know. Uh, our old friend Scott, who lives in Alexandria now, he's a dentist, right? And so yeah. he gets a oh, manicure right. because I, he's a dentist. Can
0: sense. I can I tell you this? Yeah. My sister gets manicures all the time, or because she is also
1: a dentist, dental school okay. graduate. Rob, dental school graduate? <laughs> I, no,
0: we're not. Please, I'm begging you. Dentists wear gloves. They don't need manicures. That is a lie that dentists have been telling us for years. They are wearing gloves. Why would they need a manicure
1: if they have gloves on? But, Rob, if they came and sat down, like in their introductory, where they come down and they sit down and kind of start chatting you up and they don't have gloves on yet, if you see they've got like a big hangnail or something yeah. like that, oh. that doesn't fly, oh. right? That's, gonna, a yeah, that no, that's a bummer. Because
2: you're going to swallow that thing. Yeah, that's good.
1: It's good
0: just, point. You can tell you can tell they've been eating something with mustard and they wipe the mustard off, but you can still tell there's some mustard there. point. Oh, you know what I mean? Chemicals? Like,
1: oh, it's terrible. Yeah, forget there's, about it. There, hey, oh. that dentist or dental school graduate has definitely had a Cheeto within the last few days. Yeah. Oh God. Oh no.
0: Oh. Aaron would be like this. Hey, what kind of mustard is that? What kind of
1: mustard? Is that finely ground mustard? It's pretty good. It's brown, I think. I like it. Rob, it's do a, you get manicures and stuff or not? Of course he does. Absolutely. Yes, of yeah. course I do.
0: Okay, what, am I going to cut my own toes like an animal? <laughs> Russell, the idea that you think I can reach down and cut my own toenails is the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me.
2: But I can recommend it. A, it's a gentle introduction to strangers touching you. I enjoyed it. It was a date on our anniversary, <sighs> and I was like, I kind of want to go get a manicure today. I was like, let's go together, and it was great. I really enjoyed it. Matt, how's it really going with you?
3: Uh, good. Um, I, I made fun of you maybe 100 episodes ago because... And this has finally happened to me, but I finally have a workout shirt that just smells oh, and I have to throw oh, it away. Yeah, I can't. It's dead. Sometimes you gotta yeah, I've never while. had, that, I've never had it happen. It it happens, so I don't know again, is this old age where all of a sudden we just smell that much worse now or what's the deal? I think
0: so. Can I tell you guys so, something?
3: I, I, yeah. I feel like I've made a huge error.
0: I bought new headphones. Okay. Now the reason I bought new headphones is I had my noise canceling beats that I wear around town to block out sounds at home with my family to block out sounds. In bed with your wife, I had to change my ear pads on it, so I took a screwdriver and jammed it up there to take off the ear pads. Right? What could possibly <laughs> go wrong? Well, it turns out there's some wires in there that help it charge. That if you touch those, it's very bad. Why so you touch now the wires I and headphones. Uh, I jammed a screwdriver up there to get the ear pad off. Aaron, keep up, okay? You'll never graduate <laughs> from Robocop school at this at this rate. Here's the thing. Is that need? then I wrecked that $250 pair of headphones, right? Just immediately, just wrecked it, had to throw in the garbage, felt like shit. Feel so bad, I went online and bought these, the Apple AirPod Maxes. Okay. Now, do you want to guess after tax and Apple Care how much these cost? $249. $600, $600 is correct. Here. You are 100% correct. I spent $600 on headphones, and do you know what I found out? They are great. They sound great. There's noise canceling headphones. They have these removable, like soft cushions that you guys can see right here. And it's so airtight that nothing escapes when you put it on your head, including all the sweat. (laughs) So now my $600 headphones that I bought are starting to smell like Matt's workout shirt. (laughs) And I feel like an absolute fool because I know at some point I'm gonna take them off and my head is gonna smell like sweaty earphones, even when I'm just walking around. It's an absolute
3: disaster. Two two things. One, do they come off so you can wash them? Like, can you throw them in the dishwasher or something? Like, have you Googled that? I mean, it seems like Man, they would come off that easy. I'm so busy. Did you hear that new sting for the voicemail? I've been working on that all night. <laughs> Okay. But Yeah. But I, you know, so I don't know. It feels like if they come off that easily that they're meant to come off, to maybe Listen, to wash them or something.
0: I get nervous now doing anything with my headphones after just sticking a screwdriver into my last ones and breaking them like yeah. a caveman.
3: The second thing is, is, and I don't think that we think about this stuff enough, but how much time, how much, how much do you wear those headphones? Cause you are in New York and you don't want to talk to anybody. So you wear those things daily Yes, and probably multiple hours a day kind of
0: a thing. I now have a routine where when I wake up, I walk the dog, I put them on. I then wear them all through my morning, getting my coffee ready, go to my bike that I have to bike to school. I then put on a different pair of headphones because these don't fit with my helmet. Put those in a backpack that I brought just for the headphones. When I get to school, I put the AirPod Maxes back on and then when I'm at work not teaching, I also have those headphones on, and then I wear them home. And then when I play video games, you know I love to turn off the sound and turn on a podcast at the same time.
2: Geez, aren't, aren't there artists who get paid just to make sound from video games and you're just disregarding it to listen to some dudes talking? There are. And my kid is into them. He knows all of <laughs> yeah, them. <okay>. And, uh, <laughs> just
3: fucking loves Listen, it. I'm <laughs> listening to Beck did it better, trying to figure out what I should have said last time here.
0: I'm doing the work.
3: Okay, <laughs> But, but right $600 <laughs> for something that you use that often, I mean, that's like, a no-brainer, right? Like you're not—you yeah. don't want to buy the hundred-dollar pair, or the fifty-dollar you know, pair. Right. Like, get the good shit.
0: No-brainer right? is so close, but so different from what my wife said when she found out what I spent to buy a new pair of headphones after breaking <laughs> the last one. <laughs> I
2: mean, how long did you have been, those ones? No-brainer. You know, right.
0: I mean,
1: I bought those for her for, her, for her last birthday.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then she never wore them and I wore them for a year straight the, so the
1: one thing I was going to ask you though Rob so I wear headphones a lot when I'm walking around if I go to a store if I'm if I'm doing stuff I've always got headphones on but they're earbuds I don't ever wear like my beats by Dre I don't ever walk around with big headphones on do you guys walk around with big headphones on no always I did
2: for never. a short period of time but I, I don't have a I don't have a nice fancy pair right now
0: Airplane only. Airplane only. And these have a button where I can push it, and then it turns on microphones so I can hear the world around me. So I'm not like the predator. I can actually hear better than I could before. But when I am talking to you with, like, headphones like this on, some people think it might be a little disrespectful.
1: Hey, Rob. (laughs) It's pretty perverted, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, well.
0: Listen, when you're watching hardcore pornography and talking to your doorman at the same time and he doesn't realize it, that's perverted.
1: (laughs) Hey, both these guys have packages for me. That's amazing. <laughs> Russell, rolling going. How's it going with you? Rolling going. You know, I was, it's been a while since we've talked. And I was trying to think of some of the fun things that I've done or some fun experiences I could share. But instead I, I was talking with my co my co-tenant and we were, I was saying like, Hey, what, what have we done? What should I bring up on? And what she calls a, a check-in. She calls it the check-in, not the, not the rolling going. So what should I talk about on my mm. check-in? And we started talking about the things and, she started bringing some things up and I thought I could share five or six of the things she brought up about her experiences with me as a co-tenant and I could get you guys feedback on Um, her behalf. Wow. Wow. Russell, this 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 is, I am,
2: this feels like rear window.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Aaron, that's why you have that big camera. (laughs) So the the first question she asked is she's, she's kind of getting annoyed. We've got this kind of pattern. She works at home. I work, I usually work a little later. And when I come home, She's usually watching one of her shows and if we're going to spend time together, she kind of understands, oh, maybe I'll turn my show off or whatever, but she's kind of getting annoyed because when I come back, I just kind of want to, I don't want the TV blaring. I don't want like all this stuff going on. I just kind of want to chill. And so she's been watching shows like the walking dead, the last of us, Riverdale sex education, these shows. And I'm not really thrilled about watching those when I come home and she's annoyed by that. Is she allowed to be annoyed that when I come home, she's got to turn her shows off? She's got to turn my. <laughs> hey, oh, it feels like there's a happy medium in here somewhere. I mean-
2: <laughs>
0: Matt and Aaron, I just want to ask you right
2: now. You come home, you tell your partner, hey, no,
1: no, you no, got to no, turn no, those shows no, no. off. <laughs> I don't
2: tell them to turn How them off. They just feel like they have to. And Russell, would you say they're right? I get it because she wants you to be into the thing she's in. She would, she would prefer to be doing this together. Yes. It feels. Yeah. I mean, it feels like then you got to find another way to connect, you know? If it's not going to be the shows, then it's got to be sit down and have dinner. You know, other ways for people to take a walk. Things like things of this nature. Oh,
4: <laughs> Russell, Russell's face fell when he said take a walk.
1: So the, the, the follow-up Russell, question. Russell, can I, Russell yeah. can I
0: ask you this? Yeah. One question. Yeah. Do you have $600 that you're just lying around? <laughs> because I got a great idea for how to solve this
1: problem. I'm a sweaty guy, too. I don't know if they'll work for me either, Rob. So good. The next question they had would also be, What if the co-tenant you're living with has somehow convinced you to be into all these sports documentaries like the quarterback, Hard Knocks, Mm -hmm. um, this made up high school football team called B.S. High, the Dream Team documentary, The Last Dance and the Magic Larry HBO. Somehow this is coming from us now. Me and my co-tenant have gotten super into sports documentaries and my co-tenant seems to be okay with this. What do you guys think of that?
3: Kind of sounds like she's trying to meet you halfway in the middle of yeah. your show.
1: Oh, Russell, tell her to knock it off. No more sports
0: documentaries. Okay. Oh, you want to sit down and watch this? What about Bo Jackson or university of Miami that I've seen 10 times? Absolutely not. I will not be watching. this. It feels
2: like the goal here is some quality time spent together. And one person yeah. is willing to make some if, concessions okay. to make this. Russell, happen. can
0: I just, I can just tell you right now, if my wife said, Hey, come on in, I got a 30 for 30 on ESPN I want to watch. I would immediately try to put her in the blender because she is a pod person. She is not real. She has switched bodies. Okay? You should be kissing her toes when you guys are watching sports documentaries together. That is unbelievable that somebody wants to do that with you. Okay, mine, mine wants me to take off my headphones while I'm playing video games so I can hear what she has to say. In one of those sports
1: documentaries, Magic Johnson was talking about kind of his uh, promiscuous days or whatever. And, he, and one of his interviews, he talked about how at one time he had six women in the bed at the same time. I've seen this nice. interview. Qu- question from the from the co-tenant is, could all of these women or people really sleep in one bed? How many people in a bed is too many? Okay, let's
0: think about this. We got we to gotta fit six people on a bed. Okay, let's say it's king size. Obviously, we're going one normal, we're going one head-to-toe, and we're
2: going another one normal, right? Yeah. That's how we're sleeping three across, right?
1: How do we get the other three in
2: that bed? I mean, we know that if it's Russell, any more than one in a bed is too many. But I've, <laughs> I've done three in a bed with Zach from Colorado and— Nice. I don't know, maybe that Steve, but we went crossways and just found a way to prop our feet up off the bed. So we did the crossways— zombie laid out on your
0: back. Do you think you, have, you need to link and log it? You know, put those other people on top. <laughs> just like, can you imagine waking up in a bed and there's just five other people there? That would be a bummer because you know that you'd be sleeping in the middle. You'd be like, oh, fuck. Nobody else is up. I can't even get up. I got to just sit here. It's like when you were at a sleepover at your friend's place growing up oh, and you wake up before everybody else and you're you like, you can't leave. Unless it's that one friend who like just had like snacks just where you could grab them. Just that was always crazy. Like you just open the thing and there'd be snacks there, and you're like, what? "You could just grab these. Your
1: family's not hiding these from you. Let's eat all of them right now." Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Gonna go talk about that in therapy. I think
1: we we call that a pantry. Like they had a pantry that mm-hmm. you could just go in, and there would be like stuff. And you, my house didn't have a pantry with just stuff to grab. Right.
2: We had a snack drawer. Just one drawer, like oh. some cheeses and little debbies in
1: there.
4: That- little debbies you had little Debbie's in your house. Yeah, I think
0: so. <laughs> I mean, okay, I got to turn off my camera for a little bit. I'll be right back. <laughs>
1: All right. Next question from Make the sure co-tenant. Spe- Speaking of beds, what would you do if you want to sleep in the middle of the bed and your co-tenant is like, Hey, you're, you're way too far to the middle here. you you've got to, there's gotta be some sort of sharing of the bed. What are your guys thoughts? Co-tenant thinks they, what? they deserve the middle of the bed and they can just take it. Away. Look out, Russell. This is how it starts.
0: It starts with just these little things like this. Next thing you know, you got 50 fucking pillows on there.
2: No, he's leaving <laughs> okay. stuff out. This is, this, is, this means there are yeah. two wet spots on the bed. That just means you're doing oh. good work. That just means <laughs> that there's only one non-wet yeah. spot that's in the middle. That just That's just nice work if you can get it, you know?
0: When you jack off and then cry afterwards.
2: <laughs> Why are there two wet spots?
1: <laughs> but speaking of spots on the bed, the other question that my co-tenant had was, what if Russ just showed up one night and tried to take the other side of the bed? I, went, oh, I didn't go sick. to the right. I took oh, her to left and oh, just tried so to sick, establish Russell. that the left side oh, is now yeah. my side. Oh. oh, Russell,
0: that is so fucking sick. That is the most perverted thing you can do in a relationship <laughs> is try to take their side of the bed. Oh my God. Russell's like dressed as the bed. He's like, I hope nobody lies down on me and squishes me with all their weight. I wouldn't love that more than anything in my life. <laughs> Russell, you might as well try to get on that bed and sleep head to toe with her. Like just switch it up. Just be like, this is the head now.
1: We're you guys this have way. never tried to like a switcheroo on the bedside when you've had your- well, with It's your usually wives?
2: consensual when we- Yeah, I mean, it happens, but it's consensual. It's like, oh, hey, maybe we should switch it up. Oh, you, but you've switched it, Aaron.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's two wet spots on Aaron's side. So there's a sleep on the side. <laughs> Rob
1: bed. Have you guys ever switched sides or no? No. Nope. Russ,
0: we'll go into a hotel room and sleep in two yep. separate beds. We're still on the same side that we would be at home. Like there's no, do you know how big the divot on my side of the bed is compared to her? She would be sleeping like the lowercase U. She would just be like, <laughs> like she would not be able to handle those. Those divots are made for my body with some pillows
1: all right last couple of questions then we'll move it <laughs> on to rob here well, don't you have a bedside table russell like what
0: don't there's a bedside table on
1: each side why can't we just switch yeah but doesn't switch your side that? have a fan and a
0: sound machine and all the chargers <laughs> that can all be moved <laughs> those, all those hey, let's batteries. not
1: get started on how half the nights i go into that bedroom my charger is no longer there it has been moved <laughs> oh, let's not get into that
0: that russell that with that is breakup territory if somebody's taking your charger
1: Well, what if it's what if technically it's their charger, but you've just been using it on that side of the bed?
0: (laughs) Eight tenths is the law, right, Russell? I think it's not anything
2: about breakup territory until we get a party out of this whole situation.
0: That's true. (laughs) Uh, Russell, can I ask you this? Does your significant other ever buy chargers that have, I would say, approximately the brightest light known to man on it? So when they plug it in, it lights up the whole bedroom. Yet they're wearing a sleep mask. So they never know that the bedroom is lit
1: up like a carnival. (laughs) Me neither. Just wondering possibly <laughs> all right last couple of questions i had how would you feel about your co-tenant listening to his own podcast and laughing at his own jokes just joyful it's just joy i like it i feel great i'm doing it i'm doing it every day okay <laughs>
3: i'm getting mad i didn't have more jokes
1: matt have you ever been caught listening to the podcast or
3: not never been caught listening no but every once in a while i listen, like in the car or something but never been caught by anybody else listening no uh,
0: yeah. it's It is. There is nothing more humiliating, humiliating Russell than being caught listening to your own podcast, though. I will say that, like when you're sitting there (laughs) laughing and if it's a joke you told, it's extra sick. Honestly, it would be the equivalent of like if you're if if somebody came in and just caught you jacking off and crying in your bed. Like it's exactly (laughs) the same thing. Listening to your own podcast. It feels different to me, but I I mean, I don't know. (laughs)
1: I think that's about, the, about all the advice that my co-tended needed. Rob, rolling going, how's it going with you?
0: Uh, rolling going, how's it going with me? All right, listen. Is this the perverted episode or is it next time? It can't be the Pearl Jam one. It's got to okay. be this one. So yeah. listen, my wife, we decided, okay, we're like, listen, tonight we're going to make love. Okay, that's the way it is. Turns out we got too tired. I get into bed. Jenny is lying there like this. And she goes, do you think you could have a fetish for mummies and I could just lie here like this?
1: <laughs>
0: and my brain, is so, my brain is so fucked up. Do you know what I said? You're goddamn right I can. I said I'm more into step mummies. No, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, we're not even related.
1: <laughs>
0: I opened this tomb and this mummy's
3: trying to fix this dryer and it's stuck in it.
2: <laughs>
3: Rob, have you watched the uh, beginning of Superbad lately? <sighs> no. You should, we should pull that up sometime. We'll we'll watch it after this thing. Some it, it like fits you to a T. The first, is hilarious. first 30 minutes
2: of bad is some of the best writing I, or improv. I don't know. I love it. I would never yeah. not watch that. Uh, I, and then
0: I also say this, we bought a ninja ice cream maker. So we are now just making ice cream at home. Okay. The other night, peanut butter ice cream, and we made homemade cookies, chop those up, put them in. What are you guys making? If you can make, and I'm, Here's what I'm trying to get my kids to do: vanilla with Captain Crunch in it.
2: Yeah,
1: there's an Ooh, ice cream. What's yes. an ice
0: cream you guys would make if you yeah. had the ice cream, the Ninja ice cream maker? I'm
2: gonna go. Uh, I don't. We're not at Trader Joe's that often, but they do have those uh, spicy sweet pecans. They got the pecans with the spicy sweet coating on them. I'd put those. Get in those at Bucky's. That's yeah, what I would. Yeah. Buc-ies. Throw those in. Russell, ice
4: cream.
1: Russell, what's your thought on spicy ice cream? <laughs> Where are we sitting on spicy ice cream right now? <laughs> I You know, Aaron's a great friend. If Aaron took me out for spicy ice cream, I'd yell at him for not taking me (laughs) to vegan barbecue.
4: What
2: about the sweet part? I said the sweet part too. I didn't say just spicy. (laughs) It's a mix, spicy and sweet. Sweet (sighs) Give me some
0: milk. This ice cream is so spicy. I can
4: barely (laughs) eat it.
3: Matt, what are you making for your ice cream? I probably something fairly simple, like, you know, either Oreo or like some sort of, key, almost like a blizzard. I think of it as Ooh, it was almost like a blizzard yes. machine. Yeah, right. So Russell, what are you putting in ice cream?
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with Matt. I, I have no reason to believe that I'm smarter than the, the executives at dairy queen. I'm going to take like a, a, some sort of banana split type, just throw all the stuff in a banana split, make an ice cream out of that stuff. Oh
0: God. That sounds genius. Good.
1: I'm, I want to
0: try. What do I want to try? Dandelion green. Dandelion greens. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that Lysa ice cream I made was so spicy. I hope this one's super, super bitter. Yeah. Oh, good. Did you go rolling gold, man? Did we do yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Nothing left about We the can't shoot. do anything but talk,
2: talk about, about music about on this album. music podcast. Oh, yeah. Left with no choice.
3: We, we Is have this to. a music podcast, Rose? I've
2: heard. I've heard things about the music podcast.
0: Here's the deal we are talking about synchronicity by the police. Now, here's what you have to understand about the album. There's one thing you got to understand. Police go huge in the early 80s, right? They're coming out in like 78. They're coming out with albums. They're getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger every album. And with each step, these guys absolutely hate each other. And the number one reason that these guys hate each other is they, and this, I thought thought of you guys when they said this, they said Sting basically turned into Bono. And that Sting was Ah. like, oh, I'm the most important person in this band. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You guys, I could do this all without you. Okay, and it's like, oh, I hope he writes Fields of Barley. I love that song. It's my favorite song. It said nobody. <laughs> nobody <laughs> likes that. Nobody likes Sting Solo stuff. But it turns out they were also, he was also kind of correct. He wrote basically every hit song. And you can hear what happens on this album.
2: I actually think Fields of Gold kind of rules. But I like Eva Cassidy's recording better. <laughs>
0: Oops spiel the gold. I screwed that up. Yeah, hey, Sting, did.
2: I've hey Sting. Uh, this is Stuart Copeland, your drummer. I've
0: got a song I want to play for you. It's about my mother. Okay, let's listen to it right now. And he'd Whoa. be like, what the fuck? How are we going to put this on an album? Uh, but essentially, the police started as a reggae band, right? And off their first album, one of their big hits, Roxanne, you can hear the reggae. This is reggae. I
2: mean, it just is, right?
4: It's It's like reggae rock,
2: right? Yeah, it's like the the whole tradition of punk taking from reggae. I mean, so
0: now they they're all of a sudden we jump forward and they're getting away from that. They're getting into world music. Sting discovers uh, sequencers and synthesizers, which we hear a ton of on this album. And basically, what you're listening to on this album is a band that is awesome musically. They can write a hit song. They can play their instruments like crazy. Stuart Copeland and uh, the guitar player uh, went on to, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Andy Summers, Andy Summers. Went on to uh, 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 do music for movies, right? Super, super talented. By the way, uh, Stuart Copeland on TikTok is a really good follow. He talks about the drumming on the, the for the police a lot. And they are falling apart. They are recording this album in different rooms in a house, wow. literally because they cannot stand to be around each other. When they mix this album, one person would be in the studio, the other two would go out skiing, okay? because they they would get in physical fights when they were together. So let's start it out. This was a song, Synchronicity 1. This is what they opened that tour with, was this song. Listen to this. I think this would be a baller opening.
3: What do we call this track?
0: This is the first titular track. Now, on this album, Aaron, guess how many titular
2: tracks we have on this album. Uh, Two seems like the right number of titular tracks, right? Any more than that, it's like Martini's. Three's good, or whatever you said the first time.
4: (laughs)
0: Synchronicity. The uh, two titular tracks, one gets a little bit bigger than the other, and that's fine. That's normal. Okay. Uh, Next up, we have the first song that he Sting used a sequencer on: "Walking in Your Footsteps."
2: This definitely fits in with, like, what, Talking Heads, and then it feels like they're also borrowing from Yes or Prog Rock from the 70s. I,
1: I heard some of Paul Simon's stuff. Remember when Paul Simon kind of yeah. ripped off some of that tribal music? That's what yes. I heard when I heard no, this. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: it's definitely that world music influence. You know what I thought of when I heard this album a lot? Hmm. Cocaine. I think these guys are doing yeah, copious yes. amounts of cocaine this when they did this seem, album.
2: Yeah, this
0: does seem like a cocaine album. We need more beats we need to be faster we need more, to the more notes
1: <laughs> I don't know enough about sting is he is he most famous for the police or is he famous for being a solo artist or what's he most known for he's I think, I think he's he's famous for being sting right well I mean
0: First of all, are we talking about Gordon, Matthew Thomas Sumner? Okay. <laughs> which is, and you would think, oh, is that an anagram that spells out sting? No, it's not, which would be cool. Well, yeah, I mean, does,
2: he doesn't, I don't think as a solo artist, he has a bigger hit than Every Breath You Take, does he? I mean, because that's a massive, like, that's one sure. of the biggest hits of all time. I do think Fields of Gold is a great song. Englishman in
0: New York sucks. That's it. I think it is The Police, and but I think, Russell, he's like the
2: police. He's like... He's he wrote almost every hit song you can sure. think of. And then in the he police. took a real serious turn. And like obviously, like Bono really takes him so seriously. So later in his solo career, did stuff with like what Irish Irish musicians or something like that. And like really, you know. All you need to know is that the album after this was a jazz-inspired album,
0: right? And it was named The Dream of Blue Turtles. I think that's all you need to know right there about what Sting is up to when he's doing this. Uh next up we have Oh My
2: God. Not the Buster Rhymes version. Uh, I don't think so. Let's listen a little more. Yeah, let's see. You
1: know what? I was listening to this one. I was kind of waiting for it to like kick into some big chorus or something. It just felt like this kind of steady beat, this steady drone. You guys get where I'm coming from with that? It feels like filler, right? I, I just think, even though it's like
0: a 48 minute album, some of these songs, I'm like, let's get into it faster. Like even this song, I want you to listen to how this starts. I think this starts in the worst way any song can start in. I did not add this. This is a fade in that they put in. I hate it when songs start like, right. This. What's
2: the point of that? Just start the It's song. like you're
0: it's like you've just walked into the studio and it's like, oh my God, it's the police singing. Oh my God. like, no, thanks.
1: Yeah, it just feels like a filler track. I was left a bit underwhelmed with the first half of this. I think the second half in the middle of it is just fantastic. But the the beginning left me, I, I was confused as to how this was so high at the beginning. I think I see why in the next four or five songs. But to me, it suffers from the same thing as the R.E.M. album, where you're just like, well, when do we get to the
2: real good songs? And then you hit the great songs. Like, well, these are great fucking songs. But
1: up until then, I don't know. And here here comes the king here's the queen bee right here
2: right yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: the yeah. bottom line is the album this album the foreplay is not very good it needs a manicure you know what i mean and and <laughs> here we have mother aaron
1: how long did the manicure go for is it like a half hour an yeah, hour yeah, how yeah, long is no, it go for? it's
2: just the right amount of time it was like 30 minutes so it was perfect time like we you know stopped in had the manicure and then went out for a, a pre-dinner cocktail and then had dinner it was great was it painful at all? I feel like it would be painful. Oh, no, painful. no pain. No, not painful. Russell, nobody would do it if it was
0: painful. it' no, not it's, painful it's at terrible. All. very, I don't very know. mild. Now, can I ask you, Aaron, what did you get? Did you get any paint on there? Did you get it buffed? Or did I you just did just... the buff.
2: Yeah, I just did it buffed. No, no, nothing. No tricks.
0: Don't get the clear polish. It feels weird. That song was in 7-8 time, inspired by Captain Beefheart, <laughs> yeah, the guy that we listened like to Captain on our Beefheart. first run. And we were all like, we all text each other about that album. We're like, I don't think we can do the podcast. This album is too fucked up. It's so weird. We're going to get there someday.
1: No. Is he still on the list? He is, right? I don't know. I think he's off the list. I could be wrong.
2: Oh, I thought he was like in the 400s. Matt's on it. He's yeah. looking
1: it up. I'm looking. Miss Grundenko. Okay. The, to me, this, this is where the the album kind of took a turn with like catchy songs, if you will. Yeah, this one's fun.
2: The bass is really it's doing an,
1: some work out I don't here think too. it's an all-timer I don't think it makes Matt's 100 perfect song list by any means I just think it it starts getting a little more catchy here Yeah, I agree I think Captain Beefheart's gone guys I think it's out Wow off the list something to think about about time that Rolling Stone got something right
3: <laughs>
0: Finally a song about Miss Gradenko I've been waiting years for that one Next up Aaron we have our second titular track oh, yeah, Synchronicity 2 this song is about a guy coming home and then that he's
1: not a great husband to be around and then that raises the Loch Ness monster. Wow. I, I, I recognize this song. Do you guys recognize do you know it from anywhere or not? Because I do. Uh, is I don't this know the, it uh from anywhere. Uh, the Guitar Hero? Matt, Zones? you are right. It is from Guitar yeah. Hero Encore Rock the 80s. Wow. And this yeah. is the, oh, the, wow. the game for one of our great friends, the pleasure principal. When he got married, on his registry was the game Guitar Hero. Yes. And I got him Guitar Hero and That's I got him how long Guitar he's Hero. Been <laughs> Good God. Wow. I got him oh, Rock no. the 80s and Guitar Hero for the Pleasure Principle as his wedding gift. This was the still game. Married. It worked. And to celebrate Guitar Hero Rock the 80s, this song and The Pleasure Principle, I thought we could do a list. Oh, of it. the greatest songs ever on Guitar Hero, Rock like the White. 80s. Yes. This feels, I got to, no.
0: Russell, I love your list. Yeah. This is a little derivative. I feel like. No, <laughs> <laughs> mm. no. <Nope, nope. laughs> well,
2: I'll
4: tell
3: you, you'll have one more fan. My brother Luke listens to the oh, podcast and he, I remember going to watch him compete in band or a uh, rock band. What do you call it? Guitar hero contest at bars. Oh, for wow. Real? That's how much he was in it. So like there used to be a thing. It was a, th- it was a fad, man. a huge it was a game for a long
1: time. Yeah. All right. So the first song on the list, man, there was a ton of them. It's hard to eliminate. Now, first, can thing, I ask you this? Can I ask yeah. you this real quick? If yeah. you're
0: a woman and you're looking for somebody who is adept in the bedroom, yeah, a guitar hero contest has got to be a great place to go right they're <laughs> taking a th-
2: th- they're slapping it you're just like
1: hmm like oh, oh,
2: that oh. Hold on hey, a Rob, digital riff riff manipulation. Manipulation.
1: for a few minutes. Let me let me pull something up. Riff, OK,
2: you know, just just riff on fingers and guitars and ladies and just see what you come up with. Just just. Well,
1: it would make you come, Aaron. I mean, it would make them come
0: <laughs> so fast because <laughs> they would the <laughs> stimulate wanted you to respond in Clitoris.
1: I wanted to give you guys the categories from Guitar Hero, the 80s and see what you thought of these these category names. OK, let's hear it. We had the Relentless Riffs. Ooh. Yes. Return of the Shred. Yes. <laughs> so good. Rob, we had opening licks. Mm. Okay.
0: That's that's maybe more for people who have been married so long. <laughs> we had the amp
1: warmers encore. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we had the furious fretwork. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, that's... <laughs> I mean,
0: the furious fretwork is the only thing that works on me anymore, really.
1: Uh. Rob, was that worth <laughs> you riffing for
0: a
2: few seconds when I asked? R- Russell, that oh. was so good. <laughs> You'll and, know when you <laughs> listen back, Russell. <laughs>
1: all right so here are the greatest songs from guitar hero rock the 80s this goes out to matt's brother enjoy this list the first song is from 1980 it's from the go-go's we got the beat and i've got a few cues for you i think but you got the part of the song you guys know but i'm also going to give you the guitar solo so that's the first song everyone knows this part of the song maybe pull up that guitar solo yeah i wouldn't
2: i wouldn't pick this as a oh nice
1: of a groove, right? Right. It's kind of a pulp fiction feel to me. I and actually it's the Gokos were signed in 1980 by IRS Records by Miles Copeland, who also managed the police. Wow. Oh my god. Great Russell. Freiburg. Russell, can we just can we pause for a second? I'm
0: trying to think of a joke for We Got the Beat. <laughs> I just can't, I can't do
1: it. It's impossible. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I will say that Did that song made it to number two in 1982 behind one song. Do you guys want to guess what it was behind? Some Michael Jackson, "Purple Rain. Rain." It was behind another great female artist. Uh, uh, I love rock and roll. You're right, Rob. You got it. It was oh. behind "I Love Rock and Roll" by Joan Jett. Nice. nice word, Rob. All right. Next song on the list is from 1984. This is the band Rat. The song is "Round and Round." Yes. Yeah. Does that rat with two T's? It is with two T's. And maybe you could pull up the guitar solo real quick too. This would be a good song
0: if two overweight people got
1: married. (laughs) Like you're rocking this on the Guitar Hero, Matthew Brother, you're winning that contest at the bar. That's a pretty
4: good
0: solo, yeah. I love these videos though, where bands are just
1: disrupting a dinner party, like that was the video. My, my understanding is Milton Berle plays the uncle in the rat video. Wow. Well, and we all know what he's famous for, right? It bends um, where other people's end. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: Notic- Noted for having a giant dong.
2: Yeah,
1: only you know, pulled up we've made it win. quite a ways into this. I may have been deceived by the internet. Oh, no, well, she is a rat. She saw, You're uh, turning yeah, into sure a rat, right? Yeah, she has... Can you guys? Can you guys imagine how big
0: your dong must be for everyone in the country to know that before the internet? Like, think of how that would get around before the internet. Like, you would have to call people and be like, "Hey, you know that Dr- Uncle Milty guy? He's got a huge dong. Pass it on." Like everybody yeah, in the country knows that.
2: pants ripping that get played on this podcast on a regular basis. I, I mean, she's like, like dancing around in a new costume with. Like, yeah, rat this is leg. this was definitely an oversell by the internet. I love.
0: The idea of us getting burned that this woman did not turn into a rat. We just watched a whole video hoping to
1: see that. All right. Next song on the list is from 1989. The band is Skid Row. The song is 18 in life. 18 in life to go. Trying, so. and Great song, right? Great song. So good.
2: I love, like, I love these songs that, like... Skid Row was scary to me Like when I was in grade school right? Like I felt like Skid Row was like That music is harsh You listen to this now And you're like These are beautiful melodies This is a great song
0: Well what's great about these songs I love songs that automatically sound Like you're in a giant stadium Like literally the stadium rock sound It's it's so
1: great Do you guys know the guitarist name for that band? Dave Snake Sabo What a great name for a guitarist Right? Yeah and actually, this guy was oh. part of Bon Jovi's original lineup and got replaced by Richie Sambora. So this really? guy was supposed to be in Bon Jovi. He got He wow. got swapped out. Do you think Dave the Snake
0: had a small penis, and that's how he got that nickname? <laughs> he's the
3: opposite. He's the
1: opposite <laughs> of Uncle Miltie. Yeah. Next song on the list is from 1988. The band is Poison. I don't think we've ever talked Poison. The song is nothing oh. but a good friend. Great
3: what song, an anthem, right? Just an anthem. Poison's like a top three or four 80s paramedics. Totally. Yes. Yeah. And the thing is, they're not looking for anything but a good time. That's all That's they want. Yeah. And you know how this video ends? They get their watch fixed. I mean, is Every Rose Has Its Thorn? Is there is there a better song from the 80s than Every Rose Has... Outside of Guns N' Roses? No. But Wait, I remember... Uh,
1: the album I had with that on it was the Monster Monster Ballads. Remember Monsters yeah. of Rock and Monsters of Bat Monster Ballads. Yep. That was on Monster Ballads and it was a, a must listen. You're spot on, Matt. This was also on Monster Ballads. I was working on the podcast I've got my jokes to <laughs> write when I realized Also the scariest song episode ever <laughs> hey, that's, that's, we're not
2: that far away from we scary are not songs that list. I thought of that the other day I go well it's
0: almost october I better start the thinking of scary songs, scary songs
1: <laughs> list. I have so some for you guys and also who knows be from one Barry from Burnsville did you guys know that Poison originally interviewed or or had someone audition to be the guitar player it was slash slash got beat out by the guitar player who ended up being with Poison, C.C. DeVille, and he, Slash was unsure of, hey, I don't know if I want to do the whole glam rock thing or whatever, wear all the makeup and everything, but right. wow. how different would the world be if Slash would have been in Poison and not GNR? Very different, right? I mean, listen to that. I mean, that's an amazing... You, you, you're rocking out to guitar here on that. That's the, fantastic. The phaser on the drums. You're not so to- good. No. Matt's brother, you're crushing that one at the bar. You're winning the contest, right? Winning. I was just always winning. bummed
0: because you never saw those glam rock bands just have, like, one fat member. You know what I mean? Like, the, like maybe the <laughs>
2: bass player is in tights and everything, but he's just really fat. And you're like, Born. well, that may also have to do with the cocaine,
3: right? Like, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> those are all the death metal guys, the big headbanger
1: types. <laughs> Yeah, like the me. leather pants just don't quite yeah. fit up all the way Rob mm-hmm. they just kind of are hanging out around the ass just a little bit <laughs> alright last song <laughs> on the list is from 1983 the band is Quiet Riot the song is called Metal Health otherwise known as Bang Your Head I did not know this song had another title I just always knew it was Bang Your Head it's called Metal Health I never knew that
2: no, I didn't know that. This
0: this is the this is when my kids would come up to me when they were younger and they go, I banged my head. I would say
1: Metal Health could drive you mad, so you gotta yeah. be careful. In nineteen eighty three, Quiet Riot became the first American metal to have a debut album reach number one. Mm-hmm. The song also reached number one. It got replaced. Who do you think it got replaced by? Uh, uh, the police. The police. Yes. Oh, this <laughs> album made it to number one, and it got replaced by The Police at wow. the synchronicity at number one.
0: Wow. Russell, think about That's this. That's some synchronicity right there.
1: You're a woman at a bar. You see somebody up there doing this solo in a video game. You know, there's something about '80s guitar solos that just crush, isn't there? Yes. I, I will so say good. there was one thing I learned about Rock Hero or Guitar Hero Rock the 80s. People <laughs> gave it bad reviews because you paid 50 bucks for it and there were only 30 songs. People thought the song to cost ratio was not right. It should have oh been more God. songs <laughs> for 50 bucks. That's, that was
0: another.
1: Russell, did the problem is Russell. that, that was when you buy that, you're list. looking. Oh, oh,
0: yeah. Shit. I talked over the thing.
1: I couldn't come up with a joke and I talked over the sound clip.
0: Now that has you can to come stay up in. with a
1: joke, Rob. We trust you. <laughs> hey, Rob. We won't. Yes. We won't kill time while you think
0: of one. I, it's something, nothing but a good time. But I can't think of a joke that goes with it. So this is going to have to be a creative edit. Uh, next up, of course, we have "Every Breath You Take." Now I got a lot to say about this song. Go for it. Go you don't in.
1: like it or what? Every Go off. No, okay.
0: no, 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 no. There's just so much. This one best uh, song of the year, best pop performance to a duo group. It lost record of the year to who? Guess who? Who? Matt. Guess who, Matt? Yes. No. The Manhattan (laughs) transfer. Michael Jackson, who won eight Grammys that year for Thriller.
4: Yeah. This
0: is the Police's only U.S. number one song. Okay. This is not the guess who. No. And this is the number one Sting, a couple of years ago, 30% of his income came from that song.
3: It is the but, num- Oh, because but, of the but, remix. But because of P. Diddy, yeah. right?
0: Yes. And so EMI yeah. said that that is now their number one grossing song in their whole catalog, kicking out... Oh, oh kicking out um, Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That Loving Feeling.
1: So he Whoa. got an award.
3: Are we not going to play... Puff Daddy version.
1: What do you guys know it for? The police version or the Puff Daddy version? Well, both. No, police Uh, guys. Come on. Yeah. I mean, every breath. But I
2: mean, I mean, yes. But it. No, I immediately think of the the Puff Daddy version as soon as I hear it. I hated this song. Oh come on!
1: Puff Daddy's
3: version of it. I, I did. I mean, there, everything there, Puff there, daddy.
1: there has to be a point where P Diddy's dancing in all white clothes, like my painter suit when I was a kid, right? Kind of like lurching forward. Yes, yeah. this, this video, is something. He's on the Microsoft screen screensaver. This, this brings you back to a
0: point
3: in life, right? In a leather jacket. You don't want to be one of those producers who's all up on the records. Yeah.
1: And it's
0: and what's really funny is that you know he's singing this song. You know who he's singing the song about.
1: Can't Biggie, right?
2: Biggie Smalls. Oh, yeah, okay. here we <laughs> go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just so funny that he's like, I miss you so much. And Biggie's like,
2: drinking pickle juice.
0: I, I don't
1: know which one to stop here first. Good
3: where is this video being shot, <laughs> by the
1: way? Iowa, it looks like, right? Looks yeah, probably looks like a community that where they gamble illegally on football. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It turns Did out hilly. that's all they so he got, got him for. Good job. I, think at, I think at the
0: end, Puff Daddy turns around and waves all the sick kids.
1: Oh,
4: geez. Uh, really I, I actually, I actually
1: heard Aaron made a comment that there was going to be someone at the Seahawks game this weekend who had a lot of criminal charges. And I, I didn't know if it was a politician or just all the players <laughs> that have been gambling <laughs> on football recently.
3: Well. Or
2: both. One, maybe or both. Maybe both. Maybe both. One of those person's charges have been settled. That's <laughs> it. They... The legal part is done. All they got him for was underage gambling. They had to pay a six hundred and forty five dollar ticket, <laughs> and that's the whole thing. Like, good job, state of
1: Iowa. Underage me... gambling. Yeah, that's all they got him for. Yeah. Did you guys ever do any underage gambling with your kids? Any poker games Never. in the basement or anything? Oh, poker games in the basement for sure
3: with quarters. Yeah, actually, you know, I don't know if I ever told you guys this. We in did... between, did you guys ever play in between? Oh, as that's kids? the game. Mm, yes, no, that's the worst. It's the best and the worst all at the same time. I don't know that
1: And one. any game where you potentially have to like pay double the pot, whether it's guts yep. or in between or any of those, those were the ones that just killed you as a kid, right? I'll tell you, yeah. if I had to pay a
0: $625 fine, I would simply bet the under on Iowa. About
1: <laughs> <while> 300 bucks, <laughs> have that covered. No problem. <laughs> Not a big deal. God, he's been saving that for so He'd long. You'd have your That's wife weird. take your used headphones <laughs> to the pawn shop. You'd be covered.
3: I thought
2: underage gambling for Rob was that time in high school where he had a milkshake before he had to stand up in front of class and give a speech. <laughs> 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 it's, yeah, it's a gamble. We gambled on Mario Kart in high school. Like we, we did I thought the, uh, did the underage gambling was when Rob brought
3: both jennies to a football game <laughs> and, <laughs> and had them both bring burritos. <laughs> that was a gamble that
4: paid
1: off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you didn't even have to edit that one in, Rob. You
1: nailed it. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. I had some of my uh, my grown up friends, the uh, complimentary movie club. One or two of them, at, at least one of them, was part of this. We did the thing where we played. We used to play poker in someone's basement all the time. We did this thing where we set the deck. First hand coming out is like four aces versus a royal flush. Oh, so you've got like the <laughs> one kid who who like goes and gets, He's like going back to his house to get more money to like go all in or whatever. That he loses. Jesus. Four aces of the royal flesh and a set deck. <laughs> Thoughts?
0: <laughs> I, that's, that's called a scam, Russell. Like you're running a scam.
2: When Russell, like that's this happened, like this cheated. would happen in undergrad when like Russell would just like tell stories about his, his neighborhood growing up and you just be yeah. like I, those things never occurred to me. Like these people, they were playing a different game down there where Russell grew up. Like they they were smart. They were too fucking smart with nothing to do. I would be a little suspicious
0: though, if I was playing a game with Russell and I like, I had a, you know, a Royal flush firsthand. I'd be like, wait a minute. This seems (laughs) very strange. He's sitting there in his cowboy hat. I'd be like, I don't know about Uh, this. Uh, Next up, this is the second single off this album. This got all the way up to number three on the chart. King of Pain. I love the melody on this song. I think it's so good. This song, he he wrote this after he and his wife got a divorce. And he said, you know, I had to think of things that caused me pain. And that's what I wrote the song about. Now, what he doesn't say is that he left his wife for his wife's best friend. And everybody hated him for it. But it's so great. Story as old as time. It's so great that Sting was like... Well, I better dump my wife her as her best friend and I'm going to write a hit song about it
2: and play the victim. Good job, Sting.
0: So I wanted to ask you guys. You got your wife got any hot best friends? What? Does Rob, your you- wife have hot best friends? <laughs> okay?
1: All of them, they're all Oh boy, <laughs> they're all gorgeous. Would <laughs> you rather have your wife leave you for like a complete stranger or your hangs best friend out with tens? <laughs>
0: My wife, would it leave me for a stranger or my best friend?
1: Mm. What, would, what, would, what would hurt
0: more? I would love to see Matt married to my wife. I think that'd be great. So I'm going to go with best friend.
3: Matt has his eyes are real big. He's like, huh? You know, I'd try that out for you, Rob. That'd be all right. <laughs> At
1: least he would end his time on the podcast, yeah. right?
3: Here's the thing. Here's the thing you always think about. Yeah, I don't always think about this, but you think about it when somebody <laughs> yes, leaves their wife <laughs> Every for time. their best friend. How do the how does the husband, the new husband, and, and the best friend now wife, how do they ever trust each other? Because they both cheated, you know, to get to that mm-hmm. relationship. So, I mean, aren't you always looking, just kind of looking over your shoulder yeah, for whoever, whoever the next sure hot best on. friend is?
1: I think you just have to accept that if it happens to you again, what goes around comes around, right? Yeah. My yeah. key is that the guys I hang out with
0: are just ugly as dog shit. My wife will never <laughs> cheat on me. Okay? <laughs> There's at least two of them that take offense to me. Because <laughs> obviously my wife's big thing that she's attracted to is looks.
1: Like, Rob, can you imagine, like, your wife cheats with a guy that, like, can't squat 145 pounds? Yeah. Oh right? Like, literally so can't deadlift the bar. <laughs>
0: I think that's that's the worst, right? Is if your wife cheats on you and it's a guy that looks just like you. You'd be like, what?
4: Wait, this right doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Or
3: that plays the organ. You yeah. know. Of those.
0: Oh, <laughs> All right, moving on. Wrapped Around Your Finger.
1: Oh, speaking of This fingers. might be our best episode yet. I mean, this, this album is, has hit its stride in the last yes. five songs, right? Yeah. Yeah, and just I just cut off the first half. Yeah, and I think what done. you're hearing is
0: Sting being like, "Okay, let let me write some songs here." This was a spiteful song about turning the tables to somebody who has been in control. Oh, okay, it kind of sounds like Sting is being a little bit of a, a little bit of a brat. Okay, doesn't want to do oh. what that person in control is telling him to do.
2: Stingy,
3: Stingy, Tommy. I don't wanna be rescued by Robocop. I gotta say, Rob, I appreciate you putting that best of together because I had no idea where you guys have been talking about brats for <laughs> I have no idea where that came from. But I listened to the best of episode and there oh yeah, yeah that's where it there? came from. So
0: Um T in the Sahara. I think this is kind of pretends what we're gonna see with Sting after this, where he's like, I can do jazz too, pissing off everybody in jazz by doing that.
1: You know, this actually inspired me to open up a book of mine. The oh, book is Booze and Vinyl 2. And The Police and Synchronicity is in Booze and Vinyl 2. Oh, oh my wow. gosh. This is crazy. I got to find wow. this page.
0: I don't even know where it is anymore.
1: It's been so long. I got to ask you guys, first, before we get to my drink, Booze and Vinyl, as you know, always says, hey, when do you drop the needle on this? When would you guys drop the needle on this album? When would you listen to it? Probably if
0: I had to for a podcast, even though school is starting this week and I didn't have much time to listen to it. Okay,
4: so can't, I kind of just listened to you the good song. because
2: of Mother. I, I, it's kind of like a, I think it would be a decent party album, actually, if it was like people were up moving around drinking some drinks. But but you'd have to figure out how to skip Mother. You can't have it on vinyl.
0: Imagine you go to Aaron's house for a party and you walk in and this is playing. You'd right. be like, yep, this Get is just what out, I thought right? a party at Aaron's house would be like.
1: He's like, we're on the floor with my kid playing Legos. <laughs> well, according to Andre and Tanaya Darlington, you drop the needle right before you break out some comfy blankets. Don't forget to smudge some sage. I mean, What's, okay. What the fuck are you talking about, Russell? I'm i do not sure. know.
0: First of all, almost all blankets are comfy. Are we sitting on the blankets? You want me to sit on the floor?
1: No. No. Fuck no. no come on. Let's go, not sit on the fucking floor for no,
0: anything. I would rather switch sides of the bed with my wife than sit on the floor for any given amount of time.
1: Well, for on side B of this album, they do, re- they do uh, suggest a drink. The drink is called Tea in the Sahara. Tea in the Sahara. Have you ever had that before? No. Uh, only Tea in the Sahara. <laughs> the guy who is drinking
0: straight vermouth just said no, so I don't think any of us have <laughs> had Tea in the Sahara.
1: It is a soothing and sultry cocktail. Ooh! I'm going to tell you what's in it. We have two ounces of brandy. Nice. A tablespoon a of honey. Okay. A lemon wheel for garnish. And the real question, do I have this? Six ounces of brewed mint tea. Six ounces of tea? Wow. Mint. Brewed hey, uh, mint tea. Aaron, let's, let's think, does Russ have any
2: tea? Uh, no, Russell does not have tea. He might have been able to stop at the gas station and pick up some
3: tea Lipton's, in a Lipton's iced tea and heat it up.
2: <laughs> I've actually heard
0: from some people that you have low tea. Is that true? Is that oh, what talking about?
1: no way. Is this meant to be served hot then? So actually... I have a drink tonight. I'm drinking tea in the Sahara, as you can see with a Coles bug here. Oh, he's oh got it! Part of having oh, a Co tenant is the they know how resort. to make tea. I've never drank a glass of tea in my life. <laughs> this is the first drink I've ever had that has a tea bag in the drink.
0: Russell, let's hear you take a sip on Mike. We've got to hear this. Right, am I supposed to
1: take the tea bag out, or is it just sitting oh there my the God. Whole time? Yes. How long has the tea bag <laughs> yes. been in there, Russell? How take long it out or no? There?
0: Russell, yes. I'm just going to ask, how long has it been in there?
1: Since we started the
0: episode.
4: Oh. Is it supposed to out? Yeah,
0: after five no, minutes. I think it's has gone fine. That's normal. Don't worry it's about it. It's be like five minutes. Russell, have a drink and we'll tell you.
1: <laughs> I mean, it can't. Wait, what's it going to do to you, right? <laughs> it's just going to taste strong.
0: Russell, I'm just going to say I've drank two Monsters so far. I think you're getting more <laughs> caffeine than I <I've> had.
1: <laughs> well, Russell, you know what, what you I'll think? say my my co-tenant was nice enough to make me the tea to go to my sahara tea in the sahara but i had the choice she said well it calls for mint tea but it might be a better drink if you have cinnamon tea and guess what i chose mint
4: mint <laughs> i bet you pick
0: mint i, <laughs> I chose like, the no. cinnamon
1: tea that sounds Good way choice. better than mint Good choice
0: <laughs> what do you think
2: what's the, what's the verdict
1: well, it's been sitting here for an hour cooling down with a tea bag in it that I didn't know was supposed to be in it. I don't, I mean, know. I don't know. That's his response. Hey, you see this book? What a great book. I'm showing great it to you guys in the Zoom right now. It looks fantastic.
3: Russell, that is so funny. Wow, Russell, so do you check each episode whether Booze and
1: Vinyl has this? Album in it. I try to if yeah. if I get a chance. I try to check if it's in the album. I will say that Matt, I was disappointed because I know we've got Pearl Jam coming up next week. Pearl Jam not in either Booze and Vinyl one or two. I thought that was wow. a, uh, an abomination. Yeah,
2: We're, I, it's I'm probably angry grungy that it's not mad about what. A, yeah, I guess like the drink of Pearl Jam would be like an Olympia or a Rainier. I think Tea in the Sahara sounds a little bit like Sade. I feel like that's where they're like trading influences with other uh, sort of like groovy, jazzy. English bands English bands in New York
0: Nailed it uh, Murder by Numbers I'm an English band oh, a, I, got, I forgot I didn't pick The thing is with this album I didn't pick time signatures And every every song starts like this Oh my god Let's go for it a little bit And see what it really sounds
1: like it's Almost like a drummer Is in charge of <laughs> yeah. one, two, This it's is a good one Catch A catchy number If you can get to it right
0: Yes, for sure. You're right. We should just chop this album in half. Perfect. It's a perfect. It's a nice little EP, right? We don't care about the albums. We care where it goes on the list. So let's get to our rating system.
2: And now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the
0: show. The patented and very popular Beck did it better rating system. Oh, yeah. All right, okay, this album is at 159, okay? And I think we have to compare this album to our favorite Murphys, okay? Is this album a roll, did it get rolling boned like the Dropkick Murphys? It should be higher up in the lift, Like list like the Dropkick Murphys, it should be. They're so good, that would be rolling boned. If you think this album is perfect, right where it is at 159, moms would love it. Then we're going to give it a Murphy Brown, okay? That's just like moms love Murphy Brown. I watched almost every episode of Murphy Brown. Could not tell you what happened in one episode or why I watched it. It was for adults. It made no sense to me. Why did <laughs> I watch it? Even, could you even
1: tell us what like the what was the purpose is what was Murphy Brown? What was the if you could explain Murphy Brown in a sentence? What was the plot of that show? She was on a news show with her producer Miles.
0: Mm. That's literally and Cookie or Corky, her like dim sidekick. And then she had Dan Quayle on for some reason when he misspelled potato and everybody thought that was bad politics. Ah, <laughs> what a joke that was. Now, is or is this just like a Murphy that got rolling grown? okay? Because he got his body blown away by the gangs. Murphy. Okay, what's your name, RoboCop? Murphy. Okay, you guys don't watch as much RoboCop as I do, but that, of course, is the famous last line from the movie RoboCop. Where again, I want to remind you, the movie ends 30 seconds after he throws somebody out the window. Very satisfying.
1: Robocop was a movie that my neighbor had, and I remember it being on at a sleepover. Like, remember when your neighbors, they'd have movies that you didn't have, and you always thought it was kind of weird. Like, I'm never, I'm not really into Robocop, but their family really is. It's kind of a weird thing to watch, like at a sleepover as a kid, right? Hey, watch him
0: drive this van through the toxic waste and get totally mutated. Oh, time for bed. <laughs> have fun going to bed on the floor.
1: Yeah,
0: have fun not raiding that pantry. Or if your <laughs> friend is lucky, if it was my friends, all of my friends growing up, of course, had. And it brings us to our
1: waterbed corner. All of
0: my friends growing up had waterbeds, so I am now sleeping on waterbeds.
1: Aaron, we've talked about our neighborhood. Corner. We had the incident at a sleepover oh, yeah. once with a kid with a oh, red no. sleeping bag. That may have wet the bag. Can't get enough. Where it leaves like <laughs> the, the red stain on the white carpet. Oh. So then oh. at every sleepover in the neighborhood for like the next, you know, as long as we were kids, there were always sheets going down under anyone's sleeping bags on the off chance that someone had a problem. Oh,
0: man. That was the greatest part about sleeping in a waterbed. <laughs> you could piss yourself like crazy and you oh. could just be like, it must be a leak.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right rolling well-toned rolling boner rolling grown at 159 aaron what do you think synchronicity
2: synchronicity uh, yeah there's some high good good highlights here every breath you take is a great song uh wrap around your fingers is a great song but there's just too many skippers on here for me i'm gonna have to give it a rolling groan. uh just like the barbie movie
0: some skippers can we skippers uh matt rolling well-toned rolling boner rolling grown what do you think
3: uh, I'd like to give it a Murphy Brown and saying it's rolling well-toned here, mm-hmm. but we are listening to 10 next, and 10 is way better than this <laughs> album, so I have to say it's slightly... Hard to argue with that. Uh, not Dropkick Murphys. What, what was the other murphy? murphy? Murphy. From RoboCop. That was his name. Murphy. murphy. RoboCop. It's, so it's slightly Murphy'd.
0: All right. Uh, <laughs> slightly murphy that's our new scale. We gotta stick with it
1: for the next hundred or so episodes. Uh, Russell, rolling well toned rolling boned, or rolling grown. What do you think? I was touring the first half of this. I thought it was terrible. I thought it was so just kind of meh. There was nothing memorable about it or anything. But then you hit your stride, Miss Gradenko, Synchronicity 2, Every Breath You Take, King of Pain. These are all fantastic songs. Like these are commercial hits. I love them. I can see why this was way up there, you know, at number one for so long in the in the early 80s. I just think, I think you guys mentioned it. Both Aaron and Matt said that there's too much filler on here for me. So I'm going to say a slight rolling groan and, and touching on Matt's thing. We got coming up next to me blows this away. So I'm going to say it's a slight rolling. groan. Rob, lower on the list.
0: It's a slight. Yeah. So this rolling groan should be lower on the list, which of course is a higher number. All right.
1: You know what the other thing I'll say? Yes. God, God dang. That mother song is like. If, if you're listening to this the first time and you're trying to give this album a chance, I could see how that would be very off-putting and get you out of it before you ever get to get to totally. like the murderer's row of songs Let's, in this I, album. I forget right? what that sounds yeah. like. Let's
3: put that back on. I,
1: I forget what it, what it is. <laughs> Rob, the telephone is ringing. Rob, is that your mother on the phone? It's not funny. I don't like this. I don't like this bit. Ugh, Rob, stress so stressful. Here, listen. Let's, let's get to the.
4: My in the
1: end. How, how is this on the same album as every breath you take? That is shocking. To me. <laughs> well, I, it, it feels like it's the one song that Andy
3: Summers got to write. Yeah, and so they threw it on there. Can you imagine? You're mixing this album. And you sit
0: down and you get to this song, and you're like, "Seriously, we're seriously putting this on the album. Like, we're going to do this."
1: Mother. It's kind of like when Rob lets me do a parody every couple years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you guys are incorrect, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Again. This gets a rolling again. This gets a rolling implosion. Implosion. Okay? Oh, you that's... can hear this band imploding throughout this album. This album is a mismatchio, and I'll tell you, we're talking Pearl Jam next. That album is so much better constructed and has kind of a theme coming through it with the sound. It sounds good. It's a consistent sound for the old album. This thing is just three guys that happen to be playing in a band for the last time, and it's, you you can hear it on the album. It's It's way, way down and then way, way up. It's all over the place, okay? And it's just a shame when you get these guys working together and doing something creative and they end up hating each other forever. Can't imagine that happening to anyone else.
4: Okay, I'll say it again.
0: Next up, we talked about the Loch Ness Monster earlier, but this band is actually, this next band is actually has a front man who's a cryptid. Hmm. Yeah, it's a... Yeti Vetter, <laughs> With Pearl Jam 10 <laughs> I don't even know what a cryptid when is you hear
4: about the greatest
0: Yeti Vedder Oh, if you don't know what a cryptid was, was You do you were not in the same section of the public
1: library Growing up, up that I was I can if Rob, can I share my screen or no? Yeah, I think so I've
4: got the perfect, I, mean, I gotta
0: somehow pull, you, pull up Zoom Jack. Zoom change some stuff Beck did it better I was on a call with, uh, with a famous singer in the past that tried to turn back time. And you know what she tried to do to my screen? What's that? <laughs> she tried to, share, she tried to share, share a screen too.
1: So I'm sharing a screen. Here is the oh. target field with the wet down field. Oh Look at right by home plate is nice and, nice and light like yeah, a normal baseball dirt. field. Different dirt. Look at this dirt. But if you go to target field on a different day, that looks like a baseball field. Wow. <laughs> What's the difference? I don't know. <laughs>
0: You pulled Shit. from the one part of this podcast that everyone wanted to hear more of.
2: Yeah. You're going to get some angry calls. You already knew that, though. You were ready. You're prepared for it.
1: You already oh, knew. I would I would never invite antagonism. That being said, I do need to show you this real quick. Is it the rat video again? Because I don't think that lady yeah. turns into
0: a rat. It's a part where
1: RoboCop evolves into a rat. I literally have never seen RoboCop. I don't I think I haven't either. So. Yeah. How come- are you guys fucking serious. We went yeah. this far and you haven't
0: seen RoboCop. It, it was one of the it. neighbor movies that I, I we never had. He's half yeah. man, half machine, but you know what? He's all cop.
1: We have you officer.
0: <laughs> Matt, you Jones a RoboCop is
1: guy. No, nope, never seen this it. This is absurd.
0: You guys Matt's fucking serious.
1: You don't get any of my jokes. I made so many RoboCop Robo 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 jokes. You're, right. the you're the weird one. One. neighbor. You, you had the Billman, officer of this company. Dr. Jones, Robocop, Brownie image? Mix, the Cake Mix, you're the weird neighbor. I didn't eat Cake Mix. We've covered this.
3: <laughs> Disco <right>. Balls everywhere. <laughs> <Pass> for <laughs> this <laughs> a little
0: more. Well, so now I'm showing you the end of Robocop. I feel bad doing this if you guys have ever seen it, but oh well. Uh, I'm uh, At this
4: point, you're
1: fine. thank you. He elbows him and then blows him away through the glass, I would assume. One other thing my co-tenant has noted to me is that when we do watch shows together, I tend to laugh at things that aren't supposed to be funny. <laughs> like, oh, no. I, I like A super, that, like, right? violent thing, I find not that to be entertaining. I think I like, laugh at it. Like the cow in No Brother. Yeah. Why wouldn't you laugh <laughs> at them shooting those cows? Here's the line that will explain my joke, okay?
4: Shooting son. What's okay. your name? Murphy. Huh? The payoff is there folks. Okay, it's worth it. Burfied.